0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fintech Leaders Podcast, a show where we will learn from today's global leaders that will dominate the 21st century in fintech, business, and beyond. Coming to you from New York City, I'm your host, Miguel Armaza. If you enjoyed these conversations, I invite you to subscribe, follow, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Today, I bring you the second special episode featuring my live conversations at Money 2020 in Las Vegas with Dan Henry, CEO of Green Dot, and Jeannie Walden, Daily Pace Chief Innovation and Marketing Officer. To get us started, I sit down with Dan Henry, where we explored what excited him to lead Green Dot's reboot over the last two years, serving over 100 million Americans living paycheck to paycheck, his decision to go remote first and what this has meant for a publicly-traded company like Green Dot. Advice for aspiring leaders and entrepreneurs, and just a lot more. Well, welcome, Dan. Uh, We are live from Vegas, Money 2020, and it's the first time you and I actually Speaking in person, yes. How are you
1: today? I'm great. Great to great to see your smiling face and be able to <laughs> shake your hand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I'm an optimistic guy, so I try to smile. <laughs> so you, we spoke about a year ago, roughly, and you were maybe ten months in your tenure, okay, uh, or so. Um, so you're you're now about a year and a half or more yep. leading Green Dot, which is a 20 year old organization. Uh, we can call it that you've gone through a reboot. You've launched some new exciting initiatives. So let's talk a little bit about that. You know, let's talk about your experience, kind of coming in and, you know, deciding to take a, a little bit of a different direction from where Green Dot was.
1: Sure. What attracted me to Green Dot is the very unique collection of assets that Green Dot has in the payments fintech space. To do anything in payments in the United States, you have to have access to the banking system. And Green Dot at the time was one of the very few payments fintechs that owned their own bank. So front row seat to the banking system by owning our own bank. We also, over the years, through distributing prepaid cards, are wired into 90,000 retail locations in the United States. That's more than all the bank branches in America combined. So when you think that you know, everything is going digital, you know banking is going digital, the fact that we own the bank, we have 90,000 points of distribution, bricks and more that we don't pay for. And we have the capabilities to process transactions digitally, distribute cards digitally, and our partners that we have. What I saw was, again, a tremendous collection of assets that if we step back and think about where is the world going and how can we rearrange those assets and connect some dots, the tremendous value we can unlock here at Green Dot it gets very, very exciting
0: yeah and and so i guess one of your signature moves has been go to bank Mm -hmm. right and i remember we spoke and you were just in the month i think that you were starting to launch it and you were starting to talk about it and you talked about serving the low to moderate income consumer Mm -hmm. that not a lot of neobanks were focused on them how's that going how's how's go to
1: bank it's going great we we launched in january of this year um, we're not public with the numbers that we have out there, but we're seeing growth month on month with the with the consumer base um, with that product. And our market, you know, what we see is there's over 100 million Americans living paycheck to paycheck. And the intent of the bank product is to put feature functionality that really helps our customer tackle day-to-day financial challenges and problems. So, yes, getting paid two days faster, having a, having a piece of plastic... Um, so that they can actually live in today's digital economy. I mean, Covid made it so, so crystal clear and apparent that you know living one hundred percent cash is just no longer an option in this country. But beyond those basics, what we look at is getting customers the opportunity to improve and build a credit score so they can get onto the path of credit. I mean, in America, it's very expensive to be poor. If you have thin file or no file or you know, low credit score, renting an apartment, is very expensive because you have to pay three months in advance, rents, deposits, and what have you. And so, what we're super excited about is the roadmap we have for GoToBank, and that will be that's our flagship product. Uh, we will not be launching you know other branded products off the Green Dot platform, and the the platform that we are um, building GoToBank on is going to become the same processing card management platform that all of our partners will use. And so the beauty of that for our partners is you know, we're going to eat our own cooking, as they say. So we have tremendous product people that are looking at what is the solutions we should build on GoToBank. And all of those solutions, all that feature functionality will be available on a plug-and-play basis for our major partners, such as Walmart and Apple and Uber, QuickBooks, you know, Amazon, and others. You
0: always hear... You know, experienced founders and entrepreneurs and business people say that you should build products that you will be proud of using. So you're actually using the products that you are selling.
1: Without a doubt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, without a doubt. And that goes with investors and customers as well. And I think about, you know, Green GreenNet's a publicly traded company. This is the third publicly traded payments company that I've operated. And I think about our shareholders as if I have my, my parents or my, my relatives you know, invest their 401k money in the green dot, I take it very, very seriously, that responsibility. And I look at the valuation that we have compared to the banks out there. And um, <laughs> I get so excited of that upside potential we have on a financial standpoint. And when we are competing in the market for talent, I mean that's one of the great draws that we have. You know, in addition to being a permanent work-from-anywhere company, so we're able to hire people from anywhere in North America, so you've got tremendous flexibility in terms of work-life balance, we're a publicly traded company. So if you receive equity as part of the hire or you're participating in our employee stock purchase plan, you've got liquidity in this equity. For one. Two, you look at all the assets that we have, many that I've mentioned, and you know, a billion-plus in revenues, we have a $2.5 billion market cap. So... As we are doing the reboot, as you said, really improving on the talent density that we have at the company, building our own capabilities of our core banking and card management system so we can consolidate off of outsourced processors and have tremendous flexibility and speed and leverage in our business, I think we're going to be unlocking some tremendous value for our employees, our customers, and our shareholders.
0: I want to, I guess, double-click on the remote aspect, and particularly, you know, leading through uh, the pandemic, right? Because you, you've operated three traded companies, but most of that operating experience was pre-COVID, of course, during mm-hmm. a very different time, right? Now, first, tell us about your experience going through the pandemic. How did you change as a leader? Uh, did you change as a leader? And then what has that unlocked?
1: You know, Miguel, I, I don't know if the word's fate or whatever, but my first company, Euronet, I was based in Budapest for a number of years, and then I moved back to the States. And for the remaining seven, eight years after that, my closest direct report employee was 5,000 miles away. And even when I was in Budapest, we were in 12 different countries. And and that's I was a commuting CEO. And I was when I took the job at Green Dot, I was actually looking forward to being in the headquarters office with 500 or 600 employees <laughs> there. In
0: California. In California.
1: <laughs> and um, I paid rent on an apartment for seven months I never moved into because COVID <laughs> shut everything down like three days before I started. So for me, it wasn't the remote leadership wasn't a dramatic change. And I don't know. I mean, looking back, I think that's you know, what kind of gave me some ability to just have trust in people and we've gone 100% work from anywhere. Um, We've shut down our offices, and we talk to our colleagues about trust and responsibility. We're all adults. We can get up in the morning. We can make payments on our bills. We can get kids to school. We're grownups. And so I trust all of our employees to be logical, make the right decisions, and get the job done. And we have to show responsibility to one another to show up and get the job done. And what, I, what we talk about is the old model was, okay, between company and employee, the company would say to the employee, here's the deal. You have to live in this city and for 49 or 50 weeks out of the year, you have to come to this steel structure and work 40 to 80 hours a week. But hey, two or three weeks of the year, you get to go wherever you want, take some time off. So our structure is going to reverse that ratio. So for 49 weeks of the year, you live wherever you want. You you have to work, zoom in remotely. And if you want to work certain hours, you know, flexibility for your family, do it. Because we trust you. And you are a responsible person to get the job done. But there's going to be a probably cumulative total of two or three weeks every year where we are going to require you to come to Money 2020 and join us after Money 2020 for our leadership offsite. So that we are able to, you are know, going to come to the product team meeting, you know, once a quarter. So we will create this balance. And it's, it's not unfamiliar to me for my days at Euronet where we had people scattered all across Central and Eastern Europe. But we were very well connected, have a very, very strong culture. And the talent that we have been able to attract to Green Dot over these last 12 to 16 months is phenomenal. And that's where I get so, so bullish and excited about this. The assets that we have... The work we have to do is work that's 100% in our control, improve our systems and our capabilities and our products because we have the distribution, we have the bank, we have the partners. So the opportunity for highly motivated, self-managed payments, fintech entrepreneurs and executives here at Green Dot is tremendous.
0: Yeah, and you, you had mentioned, I remember last time, the importance of people. That it's all—it's all, about, it's all people, about people, right? It's all about people. Yeah. So, is how is your leadership style when you work with people within your team? Are are you uh, the type of person you you want to help them? You know, mentor, grow. Like, wh- how would you describe that style from your point of view?
1: You should ask some of the people I work with. What I try for is at Green Dot. We have about eleven hundred employees. I believe I have eleven hundred people I work for. I never would hire anybody that I myself would not work for. When I look at my leadership team, they're a team. They're colleagues and partners of mine. That's how I view the world. And I am here. I'm here at Money 2020. At this event, I'm a sales tool. I didn't set up any of my appointments. I went to my team. I said, I'm here. And you know, for the two and a half days I'm here, those 48 plus hours, schedule me. Book me solid so that they can be successful in whatever tasks that they, they've been charged with.
0: Well, we're honored that you spent some time of those 40 hours
1: with us. <laughs> well, that's why I was told to be here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so thinking of the road ahead, right? A lot of you've kind of already said this, but you know, where do you see both Green Dot and the industry moving, right? Because FinTech is becoming more and more complex every day, right? And mm-hmm. there's... Uh, each vertical is growing, right? Right. It's, each vertical is becoming its own universe. And you play in more than one.
1: We play uh, in more than one, right? So yeah, yeah where, where do you see this going? I think it's interesting. It's complex only because it's new. So something is technology if it's in our generation. But for our next generation, it's like... So you think about some of these things like buy now, pay later, crypto, early wage, instant wage access. That's new and complicated. I think for a lot of folks already, it's common. It's just natural. And so I think that we see where it's going is, I always think about like, what are we not going to see five years from now or 10 years from now? And I think that we're going to see just so much of transactions and payments that are just seamless and they're ingrained or woven into, they're embedded, that's a new terminology, they're embedded in applications. And I think about Green Dot, I mean, we are very good at and very well practiced at opening up a demand deposit account for a consumer with very little friction and very high security. And that account, the form factor to grab that account can be through a piece of plastic or can be through a mobile device. And as we're building our own technology platform, we could literally put a digital wallet on an application for every American for the incremental cost of next to nothing. And so I see that you're going to see, you know, frictionless movement of money as a commonplace. The ability to, at the register, to be able to make a purchase decision on, do I pay cash? Do I pay with crypto? Do I pay on credit? And if I pay on credit, is it going to be a buy now, pay later? Or is it going to be an installment loan? Or can I, you know, send out a signal for help and have friends in my network spot me some money? I think all that's just going to become commonplace. And again, what I see, the assets that we have, a bank, 90,000 points of distribution. And I want to say, when I talk about those 90,000 points of distribution, that's with Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, 7-Eleven, Family Dollar, Dollar General. I've heard of them. You've heard of those, right? Yeah. So (laughs) all of these retailers, they see what we see. Hey, the world is going more and more digital. How do I surround and embrace my customer? And when we have the ability to put a digital wallet in the app, of anybody that's out there. And then we have the ability to move those funds inside the ecosystem that we create with our retailers and with our partners, such as Amazon, Uber, Walmart, QuickBooks. Um, It gets super, super exciting.
0: And so for those entrepreneurs or professionals who are considering jumping into FinTech, building something, joining a, a company, you know, what, what would you advise them? Like for someone who wants to go in and, you know, potentially lead a company, right? And in this day and age, who, what would you tell someone, you know, maybe a, a 30-year-old self for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, five years <clears throat> ago. Five years ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'd say anybody who's jumping in and wants to do it, be passionate about the problem you're solving. I mean, and that's real, I mean, I think that's solve a problem. You know, don't have some solution and try to find a problem. Find a, there, there's got to be a problem out there that just bothers you because you need to have that passion because whatever you start off doing is going to be 10 times more difficult than you thought. If you're doing it just to get rich, that's not going to get you to the finish line. It just won't. You've got to have a really burning passion for it. And you have to have just a passion as well, at least for me. I have just a tremendous passion to build things and to work with really great people. I am amazed and humbled by the quality and caliber of people that have thrown in with me on this round to work on this adventure. And I don't have all the right answers or the great ideas. But as a collective team, we can solve any problem that comes our way. One plus one equals three, right? Exactly right. Yeah. Amazing. Exactly right.
0: Well then can I thank you enough for uh, you know, spending this time with us and it's a pleasure to to meet you in person in Vegas, you know. And and now let's uh, let's go have have a drink. <laughs> All right, sounds great, Miguel. Thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate you. it. Next up, you'll hear my conversation with Jeannie Walden, where we cover how DailyPay provides its earned wage access to eighty percent of the Fortune two hundred companies. Seven out of 10 of the largest fast food companies and one out of six grocery store workers in the US. All right. Jeannie, how are you? Welcome.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you.
0: Yeah. And, and, and we're live uh, from Las Vegas, uh, Money 2020, you know, in person. So, very excited to learn about you, but more importantly, to learn about Daily Pay. So, maybe tell us uh, a bit about the company.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, Daily Pay is the digital wallet for any employee. It's pretty amazing. We were founded in 2015 and have been working with businesses for quite a number of years to take all of the disparate elements that are required in order to create a paycheck and turn that information into be into immediately accessible funds for any employee. So we eliminated the invisible rules that say you have to wait until the 15th or 30th to get a paycheck. Now, as you work, you can see how much money you're earning, and as you need your money for whatever you want to do with it, you can have access to it, thanks to daily pay.
0: And, and I'm guessing, I guess 2020, 2021, were explosive years for you? I mean, especially during the pandemic, I'm sure people wanted that cash up front.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the great things about daily pay is we're not alone. So as people work, they earn their money, they can use it, they can save it, they can take it out, they can take care of a bill, they can ensure that they're going to avoid late fees and finance charges and overdraft fees. So during the pandemic, when 67% of households had a negative financial impact, people took pay cuts, they lost their jobs. Oftentimes, the working person in the household was the only person that could keep the entire household afloat. So daily pay became not the nice to have, but the need to have. And it was fabulous to see employers realizing that and stepping up to do what's right for their employees and giving them some sort of financial control.
0: Yeah. And and I guess you've answered my question, but when you think of some of the achievements that you're most proud of uh, at daily pay, what comes to mind?
2: Well, you know, first and foremost, I think when we founded the company, we had a mission to create a financial system that works for everyone and to rewrite these invisible rules of money that probably made sense a while ago, but don't really make sense anymore. And if you think about how money moves through the entire financial system, it's a lot. You know, there are so many amazing, incredible companies from the payment space that get involved in order to deliver. The punch of a time clock or a time sheet into a paycheck. And when you look at pulling those all together and giving people access to that in real time and realize that you're not just helping people get faster access to the money they've earned, but you're enabling them to live better lives, it's really powerful. So I think we're most proud that we're making money work the minute that work starts in a way that works For every person, whether you are unbanked or banked, whether you are making $50,000 a year or you know, $200,000 a year. Everybody needs to be able to have the decision on how to use their money that's best for themselves and their family. And to be able to power that engine is fabulous. To look at even farther than that, how that money moves into the economy is pretty amazing. It actually, we stop every once in a while and think, wow, not only are we able to get you, Miguel, your money when you need it, but then you're putting your money into the economy faster. So you're supporting small business owners, you're supporting the workers at those places, and you're actually helping the economy grow and get back on track and recover from the pandemic. And that's a pretty powerful statement.
0: I guess you're a to c right? Because your entry point yes. is corporations. And in fact, a very impressive stat is that you have 80% of the Fortune 200 companies. What, what does this say about the, the companies themselves and the I guess the structure you, uh, you mentioned is invisible rules.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, first, we're honored to have so many large corporations like Dollar Tree and Kroger putting their trust in us for their hundreds of thousands of employees as a you know, hyper-growth unicorn startup. You know we're, We find that to be a pretty amazing statement that they're trusting us and that they know that we can help them. But we work with companies of all different sizes, smaller home healthcare companies, Some restaurants, I think seven out of 10 of the fast food companies use daily pay, which is incredible. One out of six grocery store workers has access to daily pay. So we're really creating this movement that just matches the mindset of the economy now, which is immediate access on demand when you need it.
0: And so we're at Money 2020. Yes. Uh, you ha- you guys have been growing extremely fast. Yeah. And now you are announcing a new product.
2: <laughs> I feel like there should be a drum roll or something. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. sorry, <laughs> I don't have my tools with me. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to edit in the drum roll on this one. But yeah, we, we came to Money 2020. This is our first year here because we've been working for so many years with these employers. And what we realized were... As you're earning your money and you open up the Daily Pay app, you see what's called your daily pay balance. That's how much money you're earning. We started to realize that people open up the app when they start their work see how much money they've earned and then they refresh it up to six times during the day because it's fun to see that you have made more money unlike your bank account which goes down as you get closer to payday traditionally so we started to to look at you know there's got to be other ways that we can connect and share this pay balance with employees in unique areas and locations so it's At this show, we announced the launch of our daily pay marketplace, which is the ability to integrate through APIs or even white labeling our product with different entities, whether it's a banking institution, whether it's a credit union, or even a retailer, to just pull that money availability into the app where people are, when they're looking to make a purchase or trying to decide how much money they need to make.
0: Outstanding. And we were just talking offline, and I know you were about the 100th employee to yeah. join, but yes. now, you know, obviously uh, you're in the several hundreds. So. Yeah, so
2: I, I joined in July of 2018, and I was probably employee 106, 107, and we're close to 600 now, which is incredibly fast growth for any company, especially in our space, to yeah. see the impact that we're having. And we have a number of open positions as well, which just shows we're going to continue growing. And to your earlier comment, COVID really did flip the switch on just the understanding and appreciation to help employees have financial wellness and, and really as a part of overall wellness that we're all looking at people going back to work, being able to eliminate their financial concerns just by giving them transparency and pay transparency is a hot thing in the HR market these days. Um, it really makes a difference.
0: One of my most recent guests was Laura Speakerman from Alloy, and she was talking about her experience growing a hyper growth startup, yes. right? And yes. how every three to four months, the process that she has just established or they have just devised, you know that no longer makes sense because it's a new company. Uh, what what have been some of those growing pains?
2: Oh gosh. Uh, well, I, I think she probably she probably speaking from her heart and from experience that we live through every day. You know, we are growing so quickly. We're looking at how do you grow with the market, and especially in our space, as the economy changes, the need for our product changes. And I think you know, going into COVID, we were looking at growth into some of these large companies. When COVID hit. Every company called us. And it was funny, companies that we'd spoken to a year ago that said, I'm thinking about it, I'll call you back, called us and said, why are you late in, in deploying this? As if you know, as if they remember that conversation. So we had to grow while we were still building the foundation in many cases. And we're constantly looking at our processes and our workflows to make sure that we can support the continued hyper growth. When the market changed to the labor shortage of trying to get people back to work, Everybody wanted to use daily pay because they could use it as a differentiator. They can attract more employees. And I think we've done some research that shows you can hire 53% faster if you're advertising that you'll pay with daily pay. Because if I'm going to choose to work at your company where I wait three weeks to get my first paycheck or a company that offers daily pay, guess where I'm going? So there was another wave of huge demand. And we continue to grow as the economy shifts. And we've got to focus on, you know, main, our core. Focuses on the customer experience, meaning the employee. When they need their money, we need to make sure that the app is available 24 7, 365, that it's accurate. Because when people open up their app and they see their daily pay balance is $712, They believe that money is there, like sitting secretly in the app somehow, and they press a button and it moves into their bank account. So it's important that it's accurate, that it's available, and that the employee is getting what they need, expectation to have access to their money.
0: Last question before we let you go, Jeannie, uh, what is your favorite part of your job?
2: Favorite part of my job is talking to people like you, Miguel. <laughs> Um, I was gonna say walking around the Venetian looking for a room to do this conference because I think we we scoped it out pretty well. But um, but you know it it really is about sharing what we're doing with companies because when we speak with companies, light bulbs go out on how can we work together, how can we you know partner together to expand what we're doing and reach more employees. How can we help? Just look at what invisible rules exist and eliminate those and find new ways to make money move for all genders, all ethnic backgrounds, all different pay levels. It's pretty exciting and we're really just getting started.
0: Jeannie, Chief Innovation and Marketing Officer at DailyPay, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed these two discussions with the inspiring Dan Henry from Green Dot and Jeannie Walden from DailyPay stay tuned next week for two more money 2020 interviews with christy kim co-founder ceo of tomo credit and justin howell co-founder and ceo of rights if you want more interviews make sure to subscribe follow and leave a review on apple Podcasts, spotify or whatever you get your shows it helps and means a lot as always i want to extend a very special thank you to the great editor Rafael Ostria for his amazing work behind the scenes. Signing off till next week, I'm your host Miguel Armazzo.